It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. This Ace Cast download is brought to you by Link Soul. Check out their spring collection. Go to linksoul.com and by Nest Bedding. Love where you sleep. Go to nestbedding.com. A's Cast, streaming on iHeartRadio and broadcasting locally on Bloomberg 960, KNEW Oakland, and KOSF 103.7 FM HD2 San Francisco. The swing and a high fly ball, deep left center field. Fletcher is back. He's at the wall. It's a grand slam for Ryan Noda. It's the A's first of 2023, and he has tied the game at eight. It's now time for the A's Clubhouse Show. The A's lose this one, another heartbreaker, 10 to 4. Also lose the series to the Yankees. The number today, folks, is 833-625-2278. Give us a call. Welcome back to the A's Clubhouse Show on A's Cast and the A's Radio Network. Jessica Kleinschmidt here with Cody Elias. Chris Townsend will join us later on. Ken, we're still out here at the Coliseum. Another bummer of a loss. Another frustrating one. You know, after Hogan Harris exited the game, Ken, Lucas Ursig came in as a reliever, but he wasn't performing like he usually does. What was happening with him? You know, that's a good question, Jess, because as we said, he's been one of the best stories on the ball club. Command wasn't good at all. I mean, that's been, if you look at one issue with Lucas, even though his, his numbers have generally been good, too many walks and, you know, the hit batters today as well. So when you're not commanding the ball, even if you're throwing 97, he hit 100 with one of his fastballs. So that was big. And, you know, when you give up an eight-run inning, there's not a, a lot of analysis that's necessary. The Yankees just were better than the A's today. And, you know, obviously the pickoff and the E3 on Noda was... Um, important in that inning for the Yankees as well, but just you know, matter of command for Lucas. Yeah, Ken. A one a good bright spot out of the pitching staff, if we could find any, would be Ken Waldachuk. Comes in and pitches well. Over his last nine games, he's pitched pretty good. If you take out the six runs against Toronto, his ERA is like two thirty five. Uh, do we? Yeah. Do we think Waldachuk's find found the spot as like a long relief guy in the A's bullpen? Well, I think it's an important spot. I don't know how much like of a leverage pitcher he's going to be commander um, he did struggle in that outing the other day against the Blue Jays as you said and but you need some length because generally the starters don't get real deep into games so someone who can give you and work into his third inning as he did today coming out of the pen you know it's important they still believe in him and one thing that's a really interesting thing and a decision front offices have to make with a pitcher who has struggled as he has are you better off pitching here or going back down to AAA? I asked Mark Kotze about that the other day. He said, really, generally, it's still better to pitch up here and learn the lessons, the important lessons up here in the big leagues. Definitely. And, Ken, I don't want to go to the opposing team, but I'm going to. Josh Donaldson heading into this series. We talked about him. You know, he, of course, is dealing with some issues that were well publicized in the media. And you talked about it. He's definitely a competitor. But he offered up a couple of home runs or got some home runs this series against his former team. What did you see from him? He's still competing out there. He, you know, he struck out a lot, but he can still impact the game. And two home runs, a sack fly earlier today, a double in 
uh, a game last night to key their rally late in the game. Um, and so he can still, I mean, he's in great shape. And we saw it when he was still on the I.L. and he was taking some um, infield work while the A's were in New York in May. I and mean, he is in, in great condition. Still very strong. And that was one of the longer home runs we've seen out here in a while, right? Jess, yeah, I mean, 472 feet. So I wouldn't bury Mr. Donaldson just quite yet. Definitely. All right. Thanks, Ken. We'll see you tomorrow. Okay, guys. Thank you. Coming up next as the A's Clubhouse show continues, Cody and I will go over the 10 to 4 loss to the Yankees. We'll also take your calls and we'll hear from skipper Mark Kotze after this. Hey, Billy, this deck is great for getting everyone together. Thanks. We're really enjoying the outdoor space, especially on a day like today. What's the material? Humboldt Redwood from Ashby Lumber. They gave us a great deal, provided us with a quick quote, and we couldn't be happier. We even found a great contractor through their online contractor directory. Don't miss a day outdoors. Visit Ashby Lumber in Berkeley or Concord to see our stock of naturally strong, naturally beautiful Humboldt Redwood. Find out more at ashbylumber.com. For all your building needs, Ashby Lumber. Summertime is golf time in the Bay Area, and that means it's time to enjoy the beautiful vistas, 27 holes of championship golf, and all the amenities that Cinnabar Hills Golf Club has to offer. Cinnabar Hills gives you a variety on the course and in their amazing grill. They're ready to give you an incredible experience for any family, business, or social gathering. Nestled in the quiet hills of San Jose, summertime fun awaits you at Cinnabar Hills Golf Club. Learn more at CinnabarHills.com. That's CinnabarHills.com. Here's the pitch. And swung on a high five ball. Deep left center way back. And Donaldson has given the Yankees the lead with a tremendous shot. 4-3 New York. I don't know, Vinny, that might have gotten up to the sweets. I think it hit off the facade of uh, that section. Just the changeup that stayed elevated. And Donaldson, who the Yankees really need to be a factor, has uh, come to life in a ballpark he knows all too well. How about this? Projected distance, 472 feet. That is a big fly. This is A's Clubhouse. That homer went a long ways, Cody, and we're going to see how long some of these longest home runs ever at the Coliseum went. And I'm just looking at looking out right now behind the outfield. And those balls can really go, especially for a football stadium. But welcome back to the A's Clubhouse show. Jessica Kleinschmidt here with Cody Elias. The A's lose this one 10 to 4 to the Yankees and also lose the series. And Cody, we were talking about it a little bit. And you wanted to talk about Ryan Noda. Definitely a guy who is known for manning the strike zone, knowing the zone really well, having a great eye. But it looks like his strikeout numbers are kind of creeping up a little bit. Yeah, coming into today, Noto was second among all MLB qualifiers, most strikeout rate around 34%, 33.7. We round up on this program, mm -hmm. and uh, walk rated 18.2%. He trailed only James Altman, who's a rookie with the Dodgers in the outfield, and strikeout percentage, and then Juan Soto and walk percentage. Soto's at around 21, but Noda today, uh, not not the greatest game. What would he end up doing today? Noda, Noda was 0 for 4 with a run scored. He did have one walk, so now he's walked 53 times, which is – Fourth most in baseball, mm -hmm. but he struck out 97 times. Now that's the seventh or sixth most in Major League Baseball. So Noda has been struggling a little bit. I know that he's like Tommy's guy. Tommy loves Noda. I like Noda too. He's a very good defensive first mm -hmm. baseman. 
He has a great eye at the plate, but his last 13 games, 6 for 47. That's a 128 batting average and 23 strikeouts. Yeah. It's not going to get it done when you're hitting second in the lineup. So they got to get his bat going. I know he's only – well, I can't even say he's young. He's 27, but he's a younger player in the A's lineup. This is his first full year in the major. So got to get his bat going. I did a little bit of research. Uh, John Carlos Stanton hit a home run here that went 472 a few years ago. So Donald ties his teammate went along. I mean, that ball went forever. It did. It did. So back to those home runs that you were mentioning – uh, Rene Ramirez did some research for us. The longest home run ever hit at the Coliseum was none other than AL West rival, the Angels, Mike Trout. 490 Shocker. feet. Shocker. Behind him is Luis Robert Jr., 487 feet. Once again, Mike Trout, third, 486 feet. George Springer, 476 feet. Don't, you're, you're not looking at this chat, right? So I can like quiz you? Uh, no. Okay. So. Guess who's tied with Matt Olson for the fifth longest home run here at the Coliseum at 475 feet? I'm gonna. I'm assuming it's probably an A's player. It's pretty. It's pretty recent. I think that this happened. Cause I remember kind of being shocked. Was it? It's an A's player, right? Um. Well, for, he was former, an A's, he was former, an A's player at the time when he hit it. Correct. Though. Would it be the great Chad Pinder? It is the great Chad Pinder. I remember the home run he hit. That was. In, I remember that too. Wasn't that recent? It was against the oh, – when did he hit that home run? I'm trying to remember when he hit it. I think it was recent because I remember thinking, like, wow, that was one of the longer ones, and it was – Yeah, I know it was against Boston. I just can't remember when it was. Yeah. But and still, that, that's a long home run. That <laughs> is a long home run, and that thing definitely went. Um, and, we you know, if, if, you're, if you played here at the Coliseum before, as did Josh Donaldson, and not that long. I kind of have to remind myself that he wasn't here for a very long time, but he obviously made an impact when he was here. But he's very, obviously very familiar with – hitting here um, we're going to take some calls the first one um road trip mike we'll get back to you maybe just because i know you have a question for townie so i'll circle back to you but joe from monterey you want to talk about uh cody's favorite subject the pirates yeah when they asked me what i want to talk about i said the pittsburgh pirates they said oh cody's gonna like that he's a big <laughs> pittsburgh fan yeah that's what i just Man, said have you been watching henry davis uh, he had to go ahead and hit today. I, I was watching that game in our meal room here at the Coliseum. The, you know, bad series for the Padres and Bob Melvin, but Henry Davis has looked good. And I, I think I – do you want to talk about him in relation to the ace catching situation? Is that where you want to go with that? No, I want to go with, you know what, bring these young kids up and let and give them a shot. He had three hits today in ten games. This is short sample size. I realize that. But he's hitting 351. He's, uh, he's hit in eight of the ten games he's played in. He looks good. I mean, give give him a shot and see what happens. I mean, I, I and, and that's funny because I I watch a lot of teams. I have that MLB.tv, so I watch a lot of baseball. I'm, I'm retired, so I don't have a job. So I watch a lot of baseball. So and I like the Pirates. I like uh, before uh, uh, O'Neill Cruz got hurt, but I like Hugh Brian Hayes. I like Juwan Bay. There's a lot of guys on the Pirates that I, that I like watching. And when they call this uh, Henry Davis kid up, I go, let me see what this kid got. He's, he looked really good. And I watched the, the, the Padres game today, and the Padres jumped out in front for nothing. And I bounced around. I was watching it on the Padres channel. Then I switched it to the Pirates channel. And then when the Pirates started coming back, and that, that Davis kid, he had a couple of big hits. Like I said, though, he had three hits. And that was just, uh, man, it's, it's just good to see, good to see uh, you know, good young talent come up. I mean, Cincinnati's got good guys coming up. That's what kind of frustrates me. And uh, every time I call, it's always negative. 
And my wife goes, why do you call all the time? I go, to vent. And she goes, it doesn't help. You drink just as many beers after you vent than you do when you don't call. I go, okay. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's just frustrating. So I said, you know what, I, okay, I'll be positive. But, like, I was watching other baseball games and seeing these young guys. And, and this is the 19th game. And I thought we were going to get to 10 hits today. This is the 19th game in a row that we haven't had double-digit hits. We had three hits in the first inning. And I go, oh, we're going to get 10 hits today. And we got five hits in the next eight innings. And you know what? Hey, I'm going to call you stat man. You're stat man, Commander Cody. I wonder if you could look up. I'd like to know what the percentage of one, two, three innings the A's have had this year in their game. I bet you it's really high uh, compared to the major league average because they seem to do a lot of their hitting, a lot of their damage in one inning. And then the rest of the time, it's just like three up, three down, three up, three down. Uh, and, and, man, it's just, it's just so frustrating. And then, yeah, we'll get those innings where it looks like something good's about to happen and we'll get our hopes up and then, boom, those one, two, three innings. Thanks for the call. And, yeah, here's Davis's go-ahead hit from Pirates Radio that happened earlier. Here's the 0-1. Swinging a ball, hit to right, falling fast, Dixon over, can't get a base hit. Henry Davis comes through with the RBI single to give the Pirates the lead, five to four. Cody, what's so great about this Davis guy? Uh, well, he was a one-one kid from Louisville, but not to go too much into the Pirates because this is the, we're, we're focusing on the ace. I can bring it full circle about Henry Davis. He's a catcher, but he's playing right field right now. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the A's have Shea Langoliers behind the plate and Carlos Perez, and I'll get to him in a minute, but you have your top prospect is Tyler Soderstrom. And he's been playing, he's catching and playing first base. He's, he's been catching a lot more than playing first. Henry Davis is playing right. Why not have Soderstrom learn how to play the corner outfield or third base? That way he has some more versatility. Then when you call him up, that way you can still have Langoliers catch and let him play a, a premium position, maybe a corner outfield or first or third. That way you can get his bat in the lineup and you can still have Langoliers playing, and that way you can have both of them. That's why the Pirates are able to do that with Henry Davis. And I get where Joe's talking about with the Reds calling guys up. These are teams that are they're competing right now. The, the, the A's, are the, we already know they're, not, they're 20 and 42. They're 20 and, 21 and 62. They're not pushing for the playoffs this year. So we're going to see these guys. It's not going to be anytime soon. David Force alluded to that yesterday with Townie on Ace Cast Live. It's, it's not going to happen anytime soon. It's going to be great to see Soderstrom and, and Lawrence Butler play in the Futures game. Uh, coming up in a couple weeks at the all, during the All-Star break. It's on Saturday, so it'll be great to see that. But right now, we have to focus with the guys on the field. But back to Carlos Perez in, in June. Got a hit today. That's great. He's in 237 on the year. But 6 for 36 in June, that's a 167 average. His last eight games, he's hitting 176. Mm-hmm. And he's batting, he was batting fifth today. He batted cleanup yesterday. I mean, I know, I know Kotz is putting the guys out there. He feels it are right. And against a right-handed pitcher, they were stacked the lineup with a bunch of lefties. He was the only, there was only two righties in the lineup. It was him and Estuary uh, Ruiz. So... They're going to get more production, but yeah. Well, just so we're clear, Cody, all the numbers are bad. Yeah, I, yes. And I know you're calling out Perez, and but I'm just going to say, I think he does come through clutch in a lot of scenarios. Yeah, yes. So you're, and I appreciate you looking up this number, but it's no different from a Rooker number. It's no different from like maybe well, how well, Ruiz is doing and how, I'm just saying, like, I, I know you, you were saying these things about Perez yesterday, but I don't want you to lean on just his individual number no, no. when all the numbers are terrible. Yeah, I mean, Brooker, Brent Rooker did get a hit today. He did get a hit today. Yeah. But what were the numbers heading into today? Uh, well, he was batting yeah. 158 and was 19 for 120 in his last yeah. 36 games, Cody. So I know you were on that pre- – like, the, all the numbers are crappy. Yeah, well, Seth Brown had three hits. Though. And Seth Brown did today. do well. Let, let's talk about him so we can um, – 
before we head to break, we can end on a on a positive yeah. note. He's obviously figuring some stuff out. I know you guys don't like me talking about Seth Brown, even when he is successful, because you guys really love to dislike that guy. But give me what he he was doing in, like recently, Cody. Yeah, Seth Brown three hits tonight. Uh, coming into today, he was hitting 167 with three home runs and eight runs batted in his last 16 games. So three hits tonight. He takes his average. Now up to 203, which is great because you need a veteran leader like him to come through. So the three hits is nice. His last three-hit game was June 7th against the Pirates. So that's mm-hmm. two three-hit games this year. That's the ninth of his career, which is great. I mean, Seth Brown, I mean, he has, doesn't have that much playing time. So to see him come through and hopefully his bat will start getting hot because that's what the A's need. They need his power in the lineup to produce because he has the best power bat in the lineup, especially with Rooker struggling the last 37 games. But they need Seth Brown to come through. And it was nice to see Blade score two runs today. Blade was another guy. You've got to keep giving him at-bats. I mean, I want to see him play more. I know Definitely. The, I know the righty-lefty or lefty-lefty, you don't want to have him play, but you got to let him play. we gotta get to, we got to, we got to get, to get him more at-bats. That's bats the guy, when he gets more at-bats, he can be a game-changer in that yeah. lineup. For we saw it in sure. the outfield. He had a great throw from left field. Fantastic. I know, and I know it was, the, the play didn't happen at the plate, but it was a great throw and – Every single day he makes a play. I'm like, that's why you were a first rounder. Every single day. Coming up next as the A's Clubhouse Show continues, Cody and I will go over the 10-4 loss to the Yankees, and we'll hear from skipper Mark Kotze after this. And the underdogs, Oakland Athletics, win their first championship since they were in Philadelphia in 1930. Hi, I'm Raleigh Fingers, Hall of Famer, three-time World Series champion with the Oakland A's and World Series MVP. Winning takes teamwork, skill, and heart. So when you need an ace for a personal injury lawyer that will win you the game, go with the winning team. Call Venardi Zarata at 833-VZ-FOR-ME or go to vzlawfirm.com. Bernardi Serrata, the official injury law firm of the Oakland A's. Innovation is at the core of Cal State East Bay, like at our Green Biome Institute, where faculty and students preserve genetic information from California's endangered plants, or how we open doors for local entrepreneurs at our Small Business Development Center. From educators to nurses to STEM professionals, Cal State East Bay has real impact throughout the region's neighborhoods, boardrooms, and the entire economy. Be part of the innovation. Connect with Cal State East Bay at csueastbay.edu forward slash impact. Like sports, business is about winning. Championship decisions are business decisions based on what it takes to help your company win. And that's why there's UBO Business Services, specializing in helping you win every day by streamlining workflows, managing documents, and providing the best-in-class office technology. Make your championship decision with UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. That's ubeo.com. Thanks to the Xfinity 10G network, my little brother's friends won't leave our house. When I was their age, internet with basically no interruptions was a pipe dream. You sound like my grandpa. Now through September 21st, new customers can get 1.2 gig internet plus unlimited data for just $25 a month for two years with no annual contract when you add Xfinity Mobile. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Taxes and fees extra. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. After promo, regular supply to internet service and Wi-Fi equipment. Actual speeds vary. And the pitch to J.J. Blade And J.J., it's a high five ball. Deep enough. Left field. Going back. Kiner Falafa. That'll score the run. He makes the catch. As Kemp tags and scores, and the A's take a 1-0 lead. Good job by Blade. Fly ball to fairly deep left field, and Kemp scoring easily. J.J. gets his 12th RBI, and the A's take a 1-0 lead. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. You sure are. Jessica Kleinschmidt here 
with Cody Elias. Chris Townsend will join us later on in the program. The A's fall 10-4 to to the Yankees, losing the series as well. And, Cody, let's let's be Mrs. Mr. Positive right now, okay? Let's say J.J. Bladé gets way more at-bats, more exposure. He becomes the better player. What I want to think about and the no- another scenario that could help this team, Rooker's obviously struggling. We say that every single game. Who needs to step up in that scenario? We were talking about Seth Brown, but who else? Maybe Jace Peterson comes back a little bit more. Who else needs to step up? Without the obvious, everybody does, Jess. I don't want to hear somebody listening to this program saying, everybody needs to hit the ball, Jess. Yeah, I'm aware of that. Thank you very much. But I feel like Seth's making his way up. Who else needs to be get back to where they used to be? Or I, maybe just get better. I, I think Blade is, a, is a, a good candidate. I mean, he's a fir- he was a first-round pick. Fourth overall, he's a top-five draft pick. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing kind of what he – I mean, we know he can do defensively. We got to see. He didn't really get a chance to produce in Miami, so now he has a chance here to do it in Oakland. He's one guy. I want to see more of Connor Capel. We know he can get on base. We know he can hit. He is capable. And, yeah, there you go. Wow, that's a great, thank you. That's, that's why we. That's why we're here. Yeah. Uh, and and he stole his fifth base, so he can steal some bases for you too. I want to see. I mean, obviously we got to get not- They got to get notice back going in. But yeah, Peterson and Ruiz or Peterson and Diaz are good candidates because of. Maybe potentially they get going, and then you can flip them yeah. at the deadline because then you can get some young guys up. We can't keep talking about Geloff and guys and Diaz playing in, in AAA because they're not coming back anytime soon. So we got to focus on the guys now. Kevin Smith is now hurt, so you got to focus on the guys here. I mean, Tyler Wade needs to step up more if he wants to keep playing. He's in two hundred six, but I think Blade is the most obvious candidate. Get more bats. We got to get more production out of him. You know the the issue I'm having, and I talked about this before, and it only drives me nuts because. I'm feeling a little bit of, you know, FOMO, and I'm feeling bitter. When the A's were playing the Astros last season, we would see Elidimus Diaz get off the bench or see him in his super utility role. No matter where he was put in, he put up numbers. He came through clutch. And he's definitely that veteran presence who is saying, you know, I'm pulling these young guys aside and saying, this is how you can improve. Or we're at a low point right now, both individually and as a team. This is how you navigate that. Tony Kemp went through it too and was still offering advice to some of these young guys. But Letimus Diaz was a guy that I just remember watching saying, and this is before there was any sort of situation where the, D, the Diaz would end up on the Oakland A's. But he was a guy, I was like, that is an Oakland A's player. You know, I'm thinking the Chad Pinders of the world who, no matter where you put them, they're not only going to play hard, but they're going to get the ball in play. They're going to find the gaps there. They can be put anywhere defensively. That's the guy that I'm probably the most frustrated with because I know his potential. I know what he can do, and he's not doing it. Yeah, I mean, former rookie of the year with the Cardinals, and he World Series champion last year with Houston. You know what you're, you can get out of him. Yeah, everyone's going to look and see the 200 batting average and the OPS is at 527, which is not great. But what he's able to do with the young guys and pulling them aside and talking to them is a good, a good key for them and a good step for some young guys who are struggling. Like, we, we, like uh, like S.C. Ruiz, who had one hit tonight, and he's been struggling a little bit here, and that's why he's batting ninth, because Kotze wanted to move him down to get his bat moving in. So we, and you can see more. I mean, you're supposed to see more pitches as a leadoff guy, but hopefully he can do more of that down hitting ninth. But I, I think Diaz needs to get some more playing time, especially if you want to try to flip him. I mean, I know he's been he's been getting days off, and we've been seeing more of Tyler Wade at short. And I love Wade's speed. We saw it the other night when he had the triple. That triple. You, you got to get Diaz to play more. I mean, you're paying him $6.5 million. To, I mean, so if you want to try to move him eventually, because the rumor was out there the Red Sox the Red were Sox. interested. Him and Jace got to get going. And mm-hmm. Peterson was hot for a while in June. I mean, what was what everyone was calling him on-base Jace, and he was great against the Pirates. And that he whole loves s- playing at PNC. He said it. Yeah. I That's mean, he, his spot. He was the ace hottest hitter up, up until, like, a, what, a week or two ago. Mm-hmm. And then he just kind of got cooled off a little bit. But 
those lead, veteran leader guys have to get these younger guys to to understand and like you know guide them through this. Like again, twenty one and sixty two. Yeah, and it's, that and that barrels back down to like this is why we got to bring those young guys up, and we're going to say it at least five more times throughout this program. I can guarantee it. We have to wait a little bit. We yes. know that that's the case, but that's where the frustration lies. These veterans aren't performing in the way that I would like them to. It reminds me of like when I was in eighth grade, I remember getting my report card back and they said, she's not playing up to her poten- or working up to her potential. That was like when your parents tell you they're not mad at you, they're disappointed. That's what it felt like. Yeah. And the only thing I'm, I will say is that like what, if when the team eventually does call up Soderstrom and Geloff, because everyone wants to see them, and they struggle, I don't want to hear people complaining that they're struggling. They're they're twenty. Soderstrom's twenty one years old. He's going to struggle. Every young player. So I know we're getting on the guy struggling now, but I don't want to hear people complaining about him coming up because we want to see him play. He's going to struggle, but everyone's going to get a chance to see him. He will be here before the end of the season. I I, yeah. I have a feeling he will be, but it's not going to be until after. It'll probably after, until after the trade deadline. We're going to have to wait. Yeah, if you don't want to hear complaining in the baseball world, get in a new industry, Cody. But on that note, with Soderstrom, you were talking about maybe putting him out in the outfield. What would be that learning curve as far as that goes? Because I know he's definitely a versatile player. Is that worth the experiment? And and just like what Cot said earlier, that's somebody that you want to play up in the bigs to get some of those innings, if you will. And you're mentioning if they're struggling, let it go. But when you're moving somebody, not totally a different position, because he has played in the corner outfield or outfield before, right? Hasn't he? Not in, not in pro ball. Maybe and, not in pro ball. He played shortstop in high school. Okay, maybe that's what so, it was. So, I mean, he, the kid has versatility. Yeah. I mean, we're seeing it with Henry Davis. Darton, Dalton Varsho plays catcher in center field. Yeah. Uh, you got, um, why am I drunk? There's another guy that, uh, Craig Bisho is a great example of who went from behind the plate to playing, and he's a Hall of Fame second baseman. So you get, these guys play more, multiple positions, you get them more at-bats, and you can keep the guys you're fixated on and you want behind the plate like Shea, mm-hmm. or if you have another backup catcher you like who's good defensively, because uh, that's kind of what the Pirates are doing, Austin Hedges. They have Hedges there because he's good defensively, and you can put your young guys playing somewhere else. So eventually that's, that could be the key for Shodoshirt. You could do the same thing with Shea Langoliers, playing him in the outfield, just so you can go back what? and forth. And these guys, uh, just saying, like, they're, they're, these guys are athletic enough to play. Okay, play I mean, out. yeah. Sh- I just... Fran Rudin's mentioned it multiple times. He thinks both those guys could play other okay. spots. Okay, yeah, and, you're, and we're at this point, like, why not, right? Like, what's the worst yeah. that can happen? You're going to lose more games. Um, Mark Kotze, of course, is coming off a really rough outing and a really rough loss last night. And, of course, even though on the other side of a historic perfect game, here's what he had to say after today's loss. Martin, um, you uh, do that outing for uh, four games in, like, the first five innings. You were down a little bit, but six of them, and they got to him. Yeah, you know, uh, for Hogan, um, you know, the long ball hurt him today, really. Um, you know, Ruiz, glove stays on, maybe that, that's not a home run. Um, you know, the pitch to Donaldson was just a soft in the zone, which we're uh, trying to stay away from that pitch. But um, really, you know, I thought he managed the game pretty well. Um, you know, going back out for the sixth inning, I still felt good about him. Um, you know, unfortunately, that inning got away from us. And we talk a lot about, you know, controlling those innings and, and getting the outs that we need to secure. and. You know, unfortunately, uh, that inning, it ended up getting away from us with the pickoffs. Um, you know, we weren't able to secure the ball and, and uh, really get the out. Uh, 0-2 on the hitter. Um, you know, we could have been in that game still at 4-3, and it's a different ball game. So we talk a lot about it. It's fundamental baseball. It's making the plays that you have to make, and uh, unfortunately, we weren't able to do that today. Um, how does the time go? Uh, yeah, I think just command, really. Um, you know, and uh, they hit hit batters 
um, you know, free bases um, kind of led to you know those hits really being you know capitalizing on those on those opportunities. And we you know again go back to uh, early in the year we were controlling the free bases. Today they got away from us in that inning, um, but he's been great all year. So the kid's done a great job. Um, you know the other night uh, coming in that situation um, for when we when you know we won the game, um, he was a big reason for that. So today. Uh, another leverage spot, and it just it didn't go out, for, didn't go well for him. It seems that of late, uh, the Rooker is hitting the ball a lot better. Today he got out of his longest streak of his career, or for 19, with that base hit. How important is for the Athletics that he gets back in track again? Yeah, you know he was a big part of our offense uh, there, uh, middle of April through, um, you know, first of May, um, you know, and I think. Uh, he's continuing to work. Today was a good sign of that. You know, base hit, a uh, hit like that uh, in that situation can sometimes get you going, and, and that's obviously uh, it would be a big, big key for us if, if we can get him back to to where he was. Um, you know, in that period of time. Guys, this is the fourth time the Yankees have put up uh, double digits against you guys. Uh, what is it about them that's uh, maybe they're seeing you better, you guys better than everyone else? Well, I mean, they do have a good lineup, you know. Um, and when you don't execute pitches, the results are, are generally, um, you know, not, not good. And, uh, you know, they took advantage of, of some mislocations today. Um, I think in, in those four games, I mean, I can't dissect them for you sitting here, but, um, you know, you make mistakes to a good hitting team and, and you're going to pay the price. I think our pitching's gotten better. We've done a good job in June. Uh, it kind of takes away from June. Um, you know, hopefully tomorrow we can come out and, uh, and pitch well. Lots of times when guys are in slumps, it's because they're, they're swinging at bad pitches. But Noda almost never swings at bad pitches, and he's having a hard time. He's struggling right now. What's the key for a guy like that who's so particular about what he swings at to get back on track? Yeah, I think you know he's got to keep his you know ability to, to control his strike zone, which he which he's doing. I think you know his timing's off a little bit, mm -hmm. um, and uh, then you know, the hitting coaches were working this morning in the cage with him. Um, you know, I'm not sure if it's mechanical, but uh, anytime a hitter's timing goes, then, then you've got adjustments to, be, to make. And, and I think, uh, you know, I, I know he's working. Like I said, he was in the cage this morning, so we'll keep grinding with him. Thanks, guys. Okay, so, Cody, we're going to go over that in a little bit, but let's pause for station identification. A's Cast, streaming on iHeartRadio and broadcasting locally on Bloomberg 960, KNEW Oakland, and KOSF 103.7 FM HD2 San Francisco. So we went over Hogan Harris. Of course, he started today and uh, nine hits in five and a third innings, only two strikeouts, giving up two home runs and two walks. Cody, I mean, heading into the game, like he was just building off of his previous outings, doing really, really well, and just things just shifted today. Yeah, I mean, previous outings, 257 ERA. That was, and then you, if you include Toronto now today with giving eight earned runs in his last two outings, the two uh, wild pitches or two hit by batters doesn't help either. Um, that was a wasn't the best for Hogan Harrison after what we've seen for him the last couple of games where he, I mean, he only started, this is only his third start. So, I mean, he's been usually been following the opener. There was no opener today, which to me was a little surprising. There was mm -hmm. no opener. I thought we, that would be something that they went with, but um, not his best outing, but he's still, you know, he's still going to give him chances to go. I still like his upside and uh, I, I, I want to see what he does his next start. Definitely. And Chris Townsend joins the show. Hey, Townie. How are you guys doing? 
Yeah, I got a little saucy with Cody, not going to oh, lie. Wow, yeah. hey, whoa, whoa, uh, we're on the same team here. We can't fight yeah. in the, inside the team. I know, but I was just getting frustrated because he was talking about the lack of production from Carlos Perez, and I just said, who isn't having terrible numbers? That's where I was getting frustrated. Like, we don't we just call out one guy when they're all crapping right now. So – for today's yeah. game, Townie, you know, it's – and I get it. You know, same thing. We talked about Rooker's numbers. So what you're saying is there's, there's really no one to hang your hat on. Yeah, it's like and, – yeah. and, you know. Seth Brown. Seth Brown today, three hits. Seth, Brown, Seth Brown's doing good, but every time okay. I talk about him, I get, a, okay. I get a nasty caller saying, you guys are say, talking like he's doing this amazing thing. Well, this is pretty amazing considering what these per, per, Perez and, and Rooker numbers are. The, the guy I wanted to talk to you about, we're going to hear from him in a little bit, Townie, is Ursag. Coming in after Harris exited, definitely not what we're used to. And I talked to Ken Korak about it. Three hits in less than an inning and, you know, four in runs, a walk, no strikeouts. His ERA balloons a little bit, you know, and he's one of my all-star possibilities heading into this outing. I'm not saying this is going to shift everything. Like, let's not he's not going to Seattle. Let's not do it. Of course, Ruiz is definitely um, one of the guys that could be the A's representative. But, you know, Ken said that the command wasn't there. Definitely one of his off days. What did you notice from him? I thought it was a bad situation to bring him in. Mm -hmm. And who's ever, whoever was making the decision, you got to put it on the manager, whether the front office, whoever. I just thought it was like, why are you bringing him in now? You are not winning this game, right? Mm -hmm. This is not the right, if, if this has become the weapon, if he's become your card, right, that's the one card you got, that you want to utilize that card, and you got the White Sox come to town for three games, I get it. You want to win the game, and you're kind of looking at this as more as a high-leverage situation, but this is not when I pitch him. I thought yeah. it was – if you're saving him for games that you're really in this and you're leading, I, I don't pitch him here. I thought it was a bad place to pitch him. And you end up having a bad result. Five any, uh, five runs, four earned. Uh, both Dave Stewart and I agreed. So it just wasn't me thinking this. Both of us were like, why are you pitching him? Why are you pitching? This felt like this is when Pruitt should pitch. Or mm -hmm. if you were going to bring somebody else in for Yaxel Rios, which they didn't make a move yet, correct? So I thought that, that maybe that's where you pitch someone like that. I just didn't think this was a, a great spot for him to be in. So and then then next thing you know, uh, you just got runs galore coming around. So the pitching today was it was flat out terrible. And it was Hogan and it, Harris was did Stu no, say what did what did Stu say overall about pitching today? It was terrible. I mean Hogan yeah. Harris was telegraphing his changeup. You could see if I can see it, then Big League and Josh Donaldson saw it for sure. Four hundred seventy-two mm -hmm. feet. When when you're throwing a changeup in a fastball. The arm speed has to be the exact same. That's how you sell the changeup. The minute your arm speed changes and your arm speed is slower on the changeup, these hitters know, you know exactly what you're throwing. And once again, if I can see it in a studio in San Francisco on television, they can see it at the plate. So that, that's something he needs to work on. He has to have the same arm speed for fastball and changeup if he is going to be successful. And the last two outings, I will give him – the in Toronto 
Fuji screwed up the opener. He didn't get the soft landing. He had to come as a reliever. I'll give him the pass on that. But, I mean, let's remember, this is a Yankee offense that was the worst in all of June. They still are one of the worst in June. And you came in the last two games and made them look way better than they really are. And I know Hogan Harris said after the game, well, I didn't throw that many bad pitches just when I did. They took advantage of that. I I don't know if I like that answer all that much. Yeah, and, you know, let's listen to actually, since you mentioned that, let's see what Hogan Harris had to say after the game. I guess evaluate that out in first half from home runs that maybe hurt you or put yourself overall. Overall, I feel like uh, I I really didn't throw too, too many mistake pitches. It was just everyone I threw. They pretty much uh, took advantage of today, which, you know, more often than not, you'll get kind of lucky with that. But... Yeah, today I feel like for the most part I was I felt like I was commanding pretty well, but you know, like I was saying, every single one that was just a little off, they took advantage of pretty much every time. So that's all I got about that for right now, I guess. What's um, kind of range of emotions that when Ruiz looks like maybe catches it and glove goes over the wall? Yeah, I mean, no matter what, I'll be honest. That's, that's a really tough play to make, even if like the fact that he was even able to get there to have a chance at it is. You know, impressive in and of itself. So it's, I mean, yeah, like a little place could have gone our way, but I mean, none of the plays that could have were easy at all. You know, so it's, it, it still felt like that they earned the runs that they scored off me personally. Is that a change up to Donaldson? Yes, yes, it was. It was a hanger, unfortunately. Trying to get it down the way, but did not work on that one, I guess. So. Townie, you didn't like the fact that – I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth. didn't sound like Hogan was taking responsibility of some of the mistakes he may have made. And as, as re, in regards to, I don't think I made that many mistake of pitches. You gave up nine hits. You gave up two home runs. I, I mean, five runs, four were earned. You know, I just I, – you, 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 you look at the home run to Kiner Falefa in the second. I mean – you can sit here and say, oh, Ruiz almost had it. Well, he didn't. That was a home run. Yeah. Uh, you gave up the double to Bader that was off the wall in the fourth inning. You're lucky that didn't go out. And then Kiner Falefa brought him in with the sack fly. And then you look at the start of the sixth inning as now they're seeing you for the dreaded third time. It's base hit by Bader. Dinger by Donaldson that went 472 feet. Volpe with a base hit into left field. Does does all that what I just say sound like? Ah, they just hit a couple off me. There was there was you know you give up nine hits. You gave up five runs. I'm I I you know I know four were earned, but if you look at the ball, they were hit pretty hard. Mm-hmm. I mean Bader. When I talk about the Bader double, that thing was close to being gone. That was ripped off the wall. So he yeah. got hit hard today. So to say that I only made a couple mistakes and they were all hit hard, I think he made more than a couple mistakes. Yeah, definitely. And you know, for overall with that, I just, I mean, it that that doesn't really sound like something Harris would say. I mean, I don't know. I haven't listened to a lot of his post game interview so I don't want to say that so do you think that that's what he was saying was okay well you know what I just maybe got to tip my cap because the Yankees just had me or they are just strong hitters is that what you're getting out of that I don't want to overanalyze a young player dealing with the media because this is the first time that they have to deal with this so 
you know, when, when you're coming up, whether it's through college, it's through the minor leagues, after every single time you perform, you don't have people in front of you asking you questions whether you whether you have struggled or you're successful. So, and these guys don't get media training. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't really, you know, what we ask young players, you know, uh, I don't know if you guys have played Lucas Ursig yet, but he's going to talk about, hey, any day in the big leagues is a good day no matter what happens. You know, these guys are, you know, not only, not only are we asking them to go out and, and, and learn here at the big league level, but they also got to learn the media game. Mm-hmm. So I really don't stress too much about young guys and what they're doing, but they're also having to learn. You know, that's that we talk about learning how to be a professional on the field, in between the lines, and then outside the lines. That's what you got to deal with the media. You're now making more money than you ever dealt with before. I mean, there's a lot of things that these players are learning to do at the big league level. One of them's the media. So I really don't, what they say, I really don't take too much stock in it because this is the first time they've ever really had to deal with reporters after a game, and especially after they haven't played so well. Yeah. Uh, Road Trip Mike is in Ottawa, Canada. He wants to talk about yesterday, and he also has another question for Townie. Road Trip. Hey, how we doing, Townie? Good. Good. Well, I got a lot to say today. First, Jessica. I'm right here. When you were talking about long home runs, the best thing I ever saw out of the A's was batting practice when it was Canna, Olsen, and Pinder. They would hit 20 to 25 home runs every day for batting practice. It was something to watch, and it's the best batting practice I've ever seen. I agree. I could watch Canna and Olsen batting practice all day. I I love that. Now let's talk to the young guys. Hogan, I didn't like any word he said because you know what? you got to act like you've been there before. But you have not been there before, so you act humble. You get one of them experienced guys to tell you how to handle it. We got enough in there. We got enough guys that are struggling. You walk into the room, accept responsibility, and move on. Not enough people accept responsibility anymore. Then we're going to move on to to one of my favorite players, and and that's our first baseman. And I, I I am concerned about one thing bigger than anything else with him. And that is his mental state. He has been struggling with the glove. Noda has been struggling with the glove. And now it's turned into the bat also. You look back a few weeks. Then today, what happens? We don't pick up that runner. And mind you, I didn't see it because I was listening to it on the road and almost drove off into a ditch. But um, uh, it all starts there. One play. We get that runner that's picked off. We tag him out and bang. We're out of the inning, basically, and it's a total different ballgame. Ruiz, okay, ever since he hit that first darn home run, he's been swinging upward a little bit, and that's why we're getting so many pop-ups. It's driving me crazy. He needs to swing level, get down, and then he better run hard to first because I've seen him not do that in Toronto twice, and it pissed me off very badly. Now, I know I'm talking bad about a lot of folks. Kemp, I'm liking his swing a little better. And I, I'm with you on Seth Brown. He, the other day, was talking to some of the players, everything, and then all of a sudden he starts hitting the ball well. I think he's getting back into a little groove, so I think we're going to be okay there. I agree. Now, a lot to digest there, road trip. There is a lot, but I'm now, into it. yesterday, so yesterday I'm in Boston, 
Well, Boston, I'm, I'm on heading towards the border, and I stopped at New Hampshire to see the Fisher Cats play a game. We got rained out. So I said, to hell with it, I'm taking a nap. I woke up to my phone ringing off the hook about a perfect game against us, like I could do something about it. And all my friends have been giving me the business all day long about the perfect game. And my response was, well, we'll come out today, we'll take the series, and it's just another ball game. Well, we came out today. We didn't take the ball game. We played tough for six innings, and then we made some mistakes. So that was my yesterday. Uh, that's why you didn't get a call from me about up to the perfect game. And tonight I am literally at the Ottawa Titans at the Frontier League game um, watching them because tomorrow night and the next night I'm going to go to Canadian football games. So I'm hanging out out of the country for a few days. Nice. Until I meet the guys in Detroit. I love that. And Canadian football. That's old. Thanks, Road Trip Mike. Appreciate the phone call. Oh, I, now, I know, Cody, you've probably watched a little Canadian football. Jessica, have you ever watched Canadian football, the Canadian Football League? I don't believe I have, no. Oh, yeah. It's a much wider field. They only have three downs and uh, some legends, guys like Warren Moon, Doug Flutie, and, of course, the great Jeff Garcia out of San Jose State had big careers uh, up in Canada. A little Canadian football talk here on A's Cast. Are they super nice when they play in the Canadian Football League? No, they still hit you and ham you just like everywhere else. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Coming up as the A's Clubhouse show continues, we'll take your calls at 833-625-2278, and we'll go over the 10-4 to loss to the Yankees. Chevron with Tecron has unbeatable engine cleaning power, and it gives you unbeatable mileage for all kinds of unbeatable destinations, like time in the sun at the beach, or time in the sun riding roller coasters, or a day in the sun hiking mountains. Well, probably just one mountain would be enough for a day, but hiking a mountain is still an unbeatable choice for how to spend time. Download the Chevron app now to get unbeatable mileage at locations near you. If you're looking for a new mattress, Nest Bedding has you covered. Sleep on the same mattress Hall of Famer Ricky Henderson sleeps on. Nest Bedding is the number one brand of online mattresses and the Bay Area's favorite mattress store. Take home the Easy Breather Pillow. The New York Times calls it their number one pick. You can navigate their easy news website, nestbedding.com. That's nestbedding.com. Green and Gold fans, use the coupon code Oakland and you get 10% off your entire order. Nest Bedding, love where you sleep. Join First United Credit Union as they root on the A's to victory. First United Credit Union believes in being a good neighbor and supporting our local teams and local community. And for a limited time, you can earn $100 when you open a free checking account and use it. Use promo code ATHLETICS when you apply. Learn more at firstunitedcu.org forward slash athletics or stop by a local branch. Insured by NCUA. The doctor will see you now. But do they really? Do they see you as a mother who's a daughter and a caregiver? Fearless, but sometimes fearful? A health nut with a French fry habit? An O-positive geologist named Patty, who's here today for a melanoma exam. At Kaiser Permanente, we believe the only way to care for all of you is by seeing all that is you. Kaiser Permanente, for all that is you. Learn more at kp.org. 
And the pitch is swung on, hit the right field, hit deep. Whitefield going back at the track over his head and over the wall. Do you believe that? You're listening to A's Cast. Lefty's first pitch is swung on and hit it deep, hit a ton, hit way back to left, and that is in the upper deck. Bombs away for Shea Langoliers. My goodness, he hit that ball a long way. This is the A's Clubhouse Show. Schmidt readies and delivers, and the pitch is hit high in the air to center field. It's going to drive Bader back. He backpedals to get in position. He'll make the catch, but deep enough for Bladey. Tags from third, waltzes across the plate. Sacrifice fly for Carlos Perez at a 3-1 Oakland lead. Welcome back to the A's Clubhouse show. The A's lose this one 10-4 to the Yankees also lose this series. Greg from Slow, you wanted to talk about the state of the team. What do you got, Greg? What's going on, guys? I uh, generally would be kind of bummed out, but I'm going to – First and second grade flag football practice right now. I'm a coach, so it's hard to be hard to be bummed on a beautiful Central Coast day when you're getting ready to go coach some flag football. You better yell at them. You better have standards. Oh. If you're going to have standards for the A's, you better have standards for these kids. Oh, these parents know I'm like Didka out there. I mean, I'm like, <laughs> this This is how we do it. You know what? Sports parents trainer. stress Next. me out. Oh, <laughs> I don't. I don't take it from nobody. I was. A, I was a CIF baseball umpire this year, also. So there ain't no one rattling this cage. You know that. Well, <laughs> 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 no, there we go. There's the soundbite I was waiting for. Now, I, you know, talking about the 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 state of the team, and there's some interesting stuff going on right now. I couldn't agree with Townie more. Harris's response in the press conference today. You know, I don't know what planet he's living on. I mean, nine hits in four innings. That 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 was a terrible outing. You know. It, I missed with a couple pitches. You got Rooker arguing with guys on Twitter about his approach at the plate. I mean, really, for the first time, you're kind of seeing guys, I don't want to say they're precedent. You know, they got 21 wins on the year, so, you know, they've, they've obviously been struggling all year. But you're kind of seeing now guys, you know, really, I mean, for lack of a better term, just falling apart. I mean, I've never seen, I told Tony this, Noda dropped two pickoff balls. Noda can't hit right now. So you wonder if it's starting to affect his play on the field because there's no excuse to drop both those balls. The guy was picked off twice, and I've just never seen nothing like that. So it's a tough spot because we talk about Rooker and why he's playing and what do the A's have to prove. But, you know, as Jess kind of said, if we're just going to start sitting guys out on performance, we're not going to have to be able to trot out a lineup. I mean, you know, Rooker shouldn't be in there. Perez shouldn't be in there. Noda can't hit his weight right now. Um, I mean, Kemp's been terrible all year. If we're just going to start benching guys because they're all hitting 200, we can't field a team. Somebody's got to play. Rome wasn't built in the day. (laughs) Well, uh, well, yeah, and you know what? This is this is this is where there has to be what we call adults in the room. At some point, like when things, if you're going to say, okay. Losing's one thing, but when you stop being competitive and crazy stuff starts to happen, like all of a sudden, all right, where's the leadership, the coaches, the leaders? You have veteran players. God knows I've, me- I've mentioned this time and time again when everybody outside of Oakland wants to look at us and say we got a bunch of young guys and you go, 
man, you clearly aren't looking at the roster and the ages. Uh, you could just look today how many non-young guys were in the lineup today. What are these vet- veterans here for? So, yeah, if you got guys fighting with fans on Twitter, if you got guys who are just literally losing it, you're not hitting, you're not playing defense. Now, I've given Scott Emerson credit. I mean, the pitching has, for the most part, been competitive lately. That's good. But, you know, keeping this team together, that's the coach's job. That's the veteran's job. That's what that, that that's what you're supposed to do. And if this we're now in the second half. I know a lot of people don't think of it that way, but today was game number eighty three. We are in the second half. They need to keep this thing together. And that's gonna be on the coaching and that's going to be on the veteran players as long as they're here. So if you're starting to see Nota starting to have problems and it's getting to his defense, it's not only to his offense, someone's gotta pull him aside and help him. You gotta help these guys. That's your job. Yeah, and if we're if we're talking about sitting guys and or not sitting guys when they're batting two hundred whatever, the, and I know we're waiting until I think I said this yesterday. We have to wait until August to see some of these young faces up here. It's just you could easily argue and say if you're going to put these guys that that aren't batting out there. What's the difference in him bringing another guy to experiment with them? So it just kind of, it's this weird dynamic of, well, this is what we should be doing, but we're not doing it. So it's kind of a, a finicky situation. Jessica, that's a great way to put it. It's a weird dynamic. You've it's got such a, a weird, weird dynamic. And you know what? And what? where everybody, if you're driving home from the Coliseum right now and you're listening or you're at home or you're at work, we, we have all in our workplaces been in a weird dynamic where everything's not fitting, everything's not right. Okay, what's going on with my coworkers? What's going on with management? What I mean, it's just, it's it, there's a lot of, you know, these guys, even though it shouldn't be affecting them, but the whole thing with Vegas and everything, it's, it's a weird dynamic. But this is when, you know, everybody has to, you know, it, Get your big boy pants on and realize that you're professionals and you're getting paid to play Major League Baseball and the coaches are getting paid. I mean, everybody's got to rattle. They got to be pros. Whether you're doing well or not, you got to show up, play hard. I mean, Mark Kotze called the team out last night. He said they didn't show up to play and, and there was a perfect game. Well, you look today after your manager called you out after the game yesterday, you show up today and you get whooped 10 to 4. So at some point, people got to start looking in the mirror. Yeah, and I just you know, don't know the, the 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 term rock bottom. I mean, I, I don't I don't know if that if, if that's where we're at. It's, it's hard to it's hard to use that term. Well, Greg, you can't hand, you can't like, keep you can't expect you called yesterday. You can't expect things it was going to change today. Things aren't changing. <laughs> we're not. It's not okay. You're going to call tomorrow night and say the same thing. It's not changing tomorrow. It's not changing Saturday. It's not going to change in the second week of July. It's not going to change during the All Star break until there is dramatic change of human beings on this roster. Things aren't changing. We're 83 games in. You've seen what this is for 83 games. So until you change the personnel, this is what it is. Yeah. Hey, Greg, well, I mean, you thanks. bring up August 1st. I, I just wonder if, if – you think John Fisher cares if Rooker's sitting third in the lineup? I mean, all the off-the-field stuff, like you said, does it, does it bleed over? But, but, in, but in the whole reality of things, do these guys even really care who's in the lineup? That's, that's a question. I'm just, yeah, that, I would never say that because what happens on the field you know, doesn't – I know Townie had said this before. What happens on the field doesn't matter with the team staying or leaving, and I, and I get all that. But at the end of the day, you know, come, there's a priority list. John Fisher doesn't care if Tony Kemp's leading off. You know what I mean? Like, so well, where's, where's, 
I don't want to say a sense of desperation, but there is no disadvantage to playing the young guys and bringing them up. I can't see why they, why they would wait till August 1st. It makes absolutely zero sense. It's bad business, as Townie would say. Wait, wait, wait. Do, do you think that if Rooker starts hitting, that all of a sudden a deal will get done in Oakland? No, absolutely not. And that's my point. Like, <laughs> I, 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 it's, it's, it's just, I, I don't know. Rooker's hitting. The world is saved. Oh, my God, we're saved. I, they're not going to raise toll. Because I, I heard a big conversation. I'm not a bridge toll person. I'm a South Bay. I've lived in the South Bay my entire adult life, so I don't deal a lot with tolls and bridges. But there was a big conversation here in the studios in San Francisco about, oh, my God, the tolls and the bridges and everything's going up. If Brent Rooker starts hitting, are the tolls going to stay where they are or maybe even go down? <laughs> That's what I want to know. That's why we're all upset is, like, Brent Rooker, unless he's hitting 300, the world goes to crap. Hey, you know what? I never knew this much of the world is on Rooker's shoulders, but maybe we need to let him know. Inflation, it's on Rooker. Yeah. It's, I mean, everything's on Rooker. Yeah. Oh, man. Thanks for the call, uh, Greg. Appreciate care. it. You as well. You know, and it's and it's interesting. And I, you know, my, my thing is, Townie, we kind of talked about it, is I think the difficult part is like there's a lot of, there's way more questions than answers. And I mentioned the weird dynamic. And I guess the answer is, from what Force is saying, is we have to wait a little bit to see these younger guys. I would like an answer of, well, we have to just kind of suck it up for the moment and know that it's going to be bad for a little bit. And I think once we embrace it, I don't want to say it won't hurt as much, but it just kind of adds insult to injury when you have these these conversations from Cot saying, you know, we didn't show up like, you know, this was not good baseball. And I was talking to Ken Cork about it earlier. It would have been a better perfect game situation if it was more of a competitive game with the A's going up against the Yankees. And don't get me wrong, you know, I respect the perfect game when it comes to certain situations where the A's were just absolutely terrible at the plate and then making defensive errors and everything was going against them. It doesn't help the situation, but overall, Townie, it's just, I mean, even today, like, it was really hard. And I was, where Cody had to, like, if Seth Brown didn't have a good game, what would we have talked about today as far as positives? They just weren't there. This is what makes baseball and our jobs tougher than anybody in sports. Because, I, you know, I did the Raiders when they were 1-15. But football's once a week. Mm-hmm. And even basketball. You know, basketball's half the games that baseball is. So when you have a team that clearly is, you know, we, 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 we accept it more in basketball because of the way the draft works like if i tank in basketball i get a chance to draft one guy and this one guy can really change everything to where in baseball one guy doesn't change everything like you can have aaron judge you can have Shohei otani you can have two guys Shohei otani and trout doesn't mean you're gonna win it right and baseball is different so tanking in baseball is so different and when you look at what the the A's are, and getting back to what you said, Jessica, they're just in this weird, and you're in the front office, and there's so much weird going on around us. 
and that the front office still has to perform their jobs. The draft's coming up, the trading deadline, even though you really don't have much much to trade. But they're not going to come out and crap on the organization. I mean, it's just a, it's a tough situation for mm-hmm. everybody, but yet we have to go out and talk about this every single day. And fans want to talk about wins and losses, and clearly the team is 21-62. and 62. We know where this is. We have watched 83 games of this, and none of it is good other than a quick little blip of winning seven straight games, kind of a mirage. They are who they are. It's not until we see an influx of young players that we're really going to have something to sell. Well, we'll be able to say, hey, listen, here's X, Y, and Z. We'll call them Sodastrom, uh, Geloff, and whoever. And they come up. Whether they do well or not, at least we have some. We're watching this every single day. Like right now, you know, watching Ruiz matters. I watch Ruiz. I care what does he do defensively, offensively. How does he carry himself? Because I'm hoping he's a part of the future. The majority of these guys, I'm not watching like that. But I am watching Blade. I'm watching Noda. I'm watching Ruiz because these are the guys. Somebody's got to lead us out of the darkness into the light. Are these guys going to be a part of the answer or not? And then once you bring up these young guys, and Jess, I don't know when it's, is it going to be late July? Is it going to be August? I don't know. But when they come, it will be completely different because now we're not looking at 30-year-olds. We're looking at young 20. We're looking at a soldier from his 21 years old, and you're going, man, what this guy can be. That will give me something to watch every single night. Right now, there's not a whole lot of hope, and it's sad. Well, how long, and, and Cody kind of mentioned this too, He's, he said, you know, these guys get brought up. How patient do fans need to be? How patient does the, the front office want to be with these names who, were, you mentioned Ruiz is going to hopefully save the day eventually and Noda and Blade. Do we put that pressure on the Tyler Soderstroms in the organization, in the farm system? Do we put that type of pressure on them? Because I know there's a, I don't want to say desperation, but when we know that we have to concentrate on those young guys because of the lack of production from the veterans, how much pressure is going to go on Soderstrom? How much pressure is going to go on them once they get up here? We want them to save the day. We're obviously, when they get promoted, we're not anticipating 100 wins, but what's going to happen when it's their turn? In a non-weird world, it would be different. But let's go back to our weird world. There's not going to be any pressure. Because you but don't how, but have. How, how, do, how do we tell that to fans? Because I feel like for baseball, a lot of times, if you are a, a, a certain type of fan, it's pretty black and white. How do we tell them, no, it's way more gray than it is in usual seasons? You would have to have your head in the sand if you don't understand what's going on. Okay. So, right, it's like it's like we are the, 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 the mainstream media is checking out on us. Mm-hmm. That's just a reality. It's one of the reasons why we we developed A's cast because of the lack of what we were getting anyway. So when these guys show up, it's not going to be like they're doing this in Philadelphia. It's not like they're doing this in Boston. It's not like they're doing this even I'll even say Southern California like L.A. They're going to come up and they're going to be allowed to sink or swim. 
Mm-hmm. That's what's going to be great about these young players coming up. They're not going to have this. It's not, I mean, g- g- you could have gone down today. You want to see what it's like? Go see how the Yankees are covered. The press box is full of beat writers and full of writers and columnists and people, and they're going down to the Yankee locker room. We don't even have a beat writer following the A's anymore. The mm-hmm. Chronicle is checked out. So these kids are not going to have that pressure, which is a good thing. They're going to be allowed just to play. And we're going to get to see them and be able to evaluate them. And this will go into spring training next year, and this will go into next season. They're going to be allowed just to play and develop at their own speed. And it will change the way we view the team, the way we look at the team when these kids finally come up. The only problem is we just got to wait until we get to that point, and this is what we got till we get to that point. Yeah, so basically hang in there, guys. As the A's Clubhouse show continues coming up, we'll hear more about the loss, and we will take your call, uh, Brandon, so stay tuned. Unbeatable mileage from Chevron with TechRun unlocks all kinds of unbeatable trips, like to family dinner the next town over, or to a family wedding the next next town over, or even to a family reunion over the river and through the woods at Grandma's house. Any drive is worth it to see Grandma especially when you can stop along the way for unbeatable cleaning power from Chevron with Techron. Your engine will be thanking you for making the trip. Download the Chevron app now and find unbeatable mileage near you. This is Chris Townsend, and if you're looking for a great place to eat and watch games, go see my friends at the Chicken Pie Shop at Walnut Creek. The Chicken Pie Shop is one of the hottest restaurants in Walnut Creek. You're not going to find a better menu, and come try their world-famous chicken pie that has been served in Southern California for 86 years. Spacious indoor and outdoor dining, perfect for your next private party or corporate event. Don't forget free parking. For more information, go to chickenpieshopwc.com. That's chickenpieshopwc.com. My friend Tom's family only is wireless for home internet, so it can be mad slow when everyone's online. But we get fast, reliable internet from Xfinity, so I can game with basically no interruptions. Ooh, it just leveled up. Now through September 21st, new customers can get 1.2 gig internet with unlimited data included on the Xfinity 10G network for just $25 a month for two years with no annual contract when you add Xfinity Mobile with unlimited data at regular rates. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Taxes and fees extra. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity internet. After promo, regular supply to internet service and devices. Actual speeds vary. Like sports, business is about winning. Championship decisions are business decisions based on what it takes to help your company win. And that's why there's UBO Business Services, specializing in helping you win every day by streamlining workflows, managing documents, and providing the best-in-class office technology. Make your championship decision with UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. That's ubeo.com. The doctor will see you now. But do they really? Do they see you as a mother who's a daughter and a caregiver? Fearless, but sometimes fearful? A health nut with a French fry habit? An O-positive geologist named Patty, who's here today for a melanoma exam. At Kaiser Permanente, we believe the only way to care for all of you is by seeing all that is you. Kaiser Permanente, for all that is you. Learn more at kp.org. Hey, A's fans. 
you know that running your own business is a slugfest every day. That's why businesses have been counting on Mechanics Bank since 1905. From operating lines of credit to equipment and real estate loans, they can help build your lineup to meet today's challenges and prepare for tomorrow's opportunities. Stop by your local branch or visit MechanicsBank.com today. Mechanics Bank, the official East Bay Bank of the Oakland A's. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. All loans subject to program eligibility and credit approval. And the underdog Oakland Athletics win their first championship since they were in Philadelphia in 1930. Hi, I'm Raleigh Fingers, Hall of Famer, three-time World Series champion with the Oakland A's and World Series MVP. Winning takes teamwork, skill, and heart. So when you need an ace for a personal injury lawyer that will win you the game, go with the winning team. Call Venardi Zarata at 833-VZ for me or go to vzlawfirm.com. Bernardi Serrata, the official injury law firm of the Oakland A's. We're almost halfway through baseball season, and there's no better time to build your collection of Topps trading cards. Topps packs feature everything from top stars, rookies, game-used memorabilia, and autographs from players around the league, as well as special inserts and surprises. Visit your local hobby shop, retailers, and tops.com to collect the newest product of the season, Topps Series 2 Baseball. Follow at Topps on social media to join the conversation and start sharing your collection today. If you're looking for a new mattress, Nest Bedding has you covered. Sleep on the same mattress Hall of Famer Ricky Henderson sleeps on. Nest Bedding is the number one brand of online mattresses and the Bay Area's favorite mattress store. Take home the Easy Breather Pillow. The New York Times calls it their number one pick. You can navigate their Easy News website, nestbedding.com. That's nestbedding.com. Green and Gold fans, use the coupon code Oakland and you get 10% off your entire order. Nest Bedding, love where you sleep. Hit a home run with a low-rate personal loan from First United Credit Union. Their personal loans feature rates as low as 7.99% APR, and you can use the funds however you want. Plus, you could earn $100 when you apply and open a loan of promo code ATHLETICS. For more information or to apply, visit firstunitedcu.org forward slash athletics or stop by a local branch today. Ready, Lucas Ursig throws. It's a shot in the center for a base hit. One run is in. Stanton goes to third. They're going to hold him. Now it's 9-3. to three. It is, It's totally spiraled out of control on the A's now. It's a seven-run sixth inning. And that's it for Lucas Ursig. He's been a great story. He's fished well for the club. But today, not his day. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. Welcome back to the A's Clubhouse Show. Jess, Cody, and Townie here. We have Brandon on line six from Reading. You wanted to give us a little bit of a shout-out, Brandon. What's up? Yeah. Uh, how are you guys holding up? <laughs> We're this, uh, good. I have a nice beer waiting for me after this, Brandon. Come on. So We're covering okay. Major League Baseball. It doesn't get any better than this. I'd have to agree That's with Townie true. there. But it has to at some point start to feel a little bit like Groundhog Day. A little bit. A little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was crazy how I, I left the house. It was 4 to 3, took my daughter to her friend's house. And 15 minutes later, it says, and the Yankees uh, are up 10 to 3. I go, what just happened? Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. But I just wanted to tell you guys how much uh, I appreciate you and listen to you. Uh, every morning, I get my coffee. I, I listen to the 
post-game show and uh, podcast, and just it's part of my daily routine. And you guys are all so talented, uh, Townie, Jessica, and the commander. I appreciate you guys. Thank, thank you, Brandon. That means, That's that really means kind. a lot. That means a lot to that. us, Brandon. Thank you. Cody, yeah, I, say thank you. Oh, thank you, Brandon. Brutal. Appreciate it. I'm not sure everybody's so <laughs> talented, but no, thank you for the kind words. Yeah, some and of us are more called, than others. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't called since last year. You might remember me doing the Harry Carey impression. Well, you're going to have to refresh our memory. Yeah, give it to me again. Okay. Hey, Chris. <laughs> it's the age wedding streak where barbecue spare ribs. Would you eat them? Just say yes. Very good. Very good. And then we can polish it down with a Talco Budweiser. <laughs> I love that so much. Very it's actually good. Me, it's actually me doing Will Ferrell doing Harry Carey. But right. yeah, actually, Will good. Ferrell doing Harry Carey on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate you guys. And uh, hang in there, as Jessica said. Oh, okay. Well, thanks for the call, Brandon. I believe Cody has. Yeah, some. you're still on the air. Oh, yeah, we're still on the air. Sorry. Well, Tony, we're you, gonna Jessica say. <laughs> I love you too, Daddy. We're, we're we're still here. We're gonna say goodbye you, you got, to you. You got to get the ship into the port here, Jessica. You got to get us in. <laughs> I, I was great like sailing, and then all of a sudden, when it comes to parking, not so good. <laughs> I just get flabbergasted when somebody comes. Yeah, that's, that's Harry a pretty Carey. good Harry. That's a pretty. Good, it is a Will impressed. Ferrell doing Harry Carey. I, it was I, it's wonderfully done. Hi. Uh, Hi. <laughs> Wasn't it? Is it Derek Holland who used to do? Yes, really Derek good? Holland does a very. He did good a very Harry good Carey. Harry. Does he do good Harry Carey or good Will Ferrell Harry Carey? I think it's Will Ferrell Harry. Carey. Definitely agree. All right, Townie, thanks for calling in, and we'll see you tomorrow for A's Cast Live and then A's Total Access. We are we are back in biz. I am back. Brody Brazil is uh, fully recovered. He will be back here in San Francisco in studio doing A's pre and post game live. I am back. Can't wait to get back to the Coliseum. I got to tell you, it sucked being here for the Yankees series. Yeah. Uh, but I'll be back tomorrow. We'll be in the treehouse. Come out and see us. Commander, Who we're going to have uh, a special, very, very special guest tomorrow. I'm not going on the show. No, you are gone. <laughs> uh, we're, back to, we're back to regular scheduled programming. Liam Hendricks yeah. is going to join us tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I was actually texting with Liam about 15 minutes ago because their game just ended. He's actually going to come up and join us in the treehouse. Oh, God, that's, he's such a good man. So we're going to yeah. have a big show. We'll be back. Everything will be back to the normal starting tomorrow. So uh, hopefully that will get the athletics of victories. And, guys, you know, the White Sox come to town. And if you've been following anything about the White Sox as I get out of here, uh, they're not a happy bunch. There's a lot of players that have talked – uh, two national people about we want out of here. We don't want to be a part of this mess any, anymore. And if there's one team that actually has guys that uh, – what's the pit? Do we know the pitching matchups over the weekend? Uh, tomorrow it's t TBA for the White Sox, but Luis Medina um, is on the bump tomorrow. Following on Saturday, James Caprillion against Dylan Cease. And Dylan Sunday, Cease. Well, there's a yeah. guy like people are going to be calling for Cease. People are going to be calling for – Graveman and bullpen people and that. So if there's one team that's going to be open for business that's not a good team and has talent, it's going to be the White Sox. So my whole point is they've waved the white flag. They're not winning. They want out. 
I mean, this should hopefully be a good three days for the athletics. So you guys are doing a great job. Enjoy the rest of your beautiful Thursday, and we'll see everybody tomorrow at the Collie. Thanks, Tony. Bye, see ya. Okay, let's take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard brought to you by Mechanics Bank. I'll, I'll start with the White Sox. Okay. Big win for the White Sox in L.A. against the Angels. White Sox 9-7. They're now 36-47. and 47. But Shohei Otani hit his 14th home run of June and his 29th home Ooh. run overall. Uh, that guy's good. pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's having a nice little year. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's not having a nice year? Bob Melvin and the Padres swept in Pittsburgh. Pirates are now 38-42, a 5-4 win over the Padres. Padres now 37 in 44. Right now in Boston, Jesus Lazardo is pitching for Miami, but the Red Sox have a no-hitter going against the Marlins. Scoring that game? Well, there is no score. It's 0-0. Zero, zero. It's nil-nil, nil, as inning? they say, in the bottom of the seventh inning. Oh, wow. So that's what's going on in Toronto. We, we saw it here before it was cool, Cody. Yeah, it's true, yeah. Uh, in 10, the Royals took down the Guardians 4-3. The Rays in the best series of this week take down the Arizona Diamondbacks 6-1. Games in progress, it's nothing-nothing between the Giants and the Blue Jays, top of the third in Toronto. No score between the Milwaukee Brewers and the Mets in New York. The Astros lead the Cardinals 1-0 in the top of the second. And games that are going to be taking going or first pitch underway in a little bit, Cubs, Phillies in Chicago, Dodgers, Dodgers, Rockies later tonight, and Texas actually lost to Detroit 8-5, but that's actually a good segue because I feel like every single member of the Texas Rangers uh, infield, except for Nathaniel Lowe, is a starter. Here's the all-star <laughs> starters in the American League. At catcher, Jonah Heim. First base, Yandy Diaz. At second base, Marcus Simeon. At third base, Josh Young. At shortstop, Corey Seager. Outfield, Trout, Ro- uh, Rosarena, Aaron Judge, and the DH is that Otani guy. In the National League, Freddie Freeman, Luisa Rise, Nolan Arenado, Orlando Arcia is a shortstop from Atlanta. Sean Murphy is a starting catcher for the Atlanta Braves in the National League. Ronald Acuna Jr., who had the most votes for the All-Star game, he's one of the outfielders. Mookie Betts, Corbin Carroll, the rookie, and J.D. Martinez is the DH for the National League. Sarah Langs had this note. Josh Young and Corbin Carroll will be the second-ever duo of rookies to start the same All-Star game, joining 2008. Who remembers Kusuke Fukudomi and Giovanni Soto? Uh, when they both played for the Chicago Cubs. So there you go. There's the all-star starters for the AL in the NL for the all-star game in Seattle in a few weeks. Those are my boys. Kusuke Fukudome? They're not. I don't know why I said that. He had a nice little career. I mean, he had a couple good years with the uh, uh, Chicago Cubs. I'm like, now, see, now I'm going to go down a rabbit hole. Here we uh, go. Kusuke Fukudome in 2008. Was 150 games hit, 257. T- I don't know how to get Well, he's got a lot of fan vote. 10 home runs, 58 runs batted in, but... Congratulations to all the all-star starters, but congratulations to Josh Young and Corbin. Corbin Carroll is an exciting player to watch for Arizona. Oh, I love him. That's all you got? That, that's all. That, was a, <laughs> that was a scoreboard. Okay. Uh, the none, of the, none of the minor league games that I know of are starting. Vegas plays a little bit later tonight. Okay. Well, now it's time to see what's on deck presented by Ashby Lumber. Ashby Lumber, for all your building and remodeling needs, learn more at ashbylumber.com. AceCast Live begins at 4 o'clock in the Treehouse as long as it, um, Happy Hour also will take place. Familiar name Liam Hendricks will join the program. Townie, will you be joining him, to Commander? Yes, I'll be there. Yes. Townie and the Commander will be there. Um, and I believe Mark Kotze will also be there with you guys. Yeah, we'll probably talk to Kotze 
Pryor, but yes, Kotze will be on the show. And we'll, have, and we'll have an ace player. Don't know who, but someone will come up to talk to us and do bingo during the Treehouse Happy Love hour. that. Ace Total Access presented by Chevron begins at 6 p.m. Luis Medina on the mound. Chicago White Sox haven't named their starter yet. 640 will be the scheduled first pitch. Vince Catronio has an edition of greatest Oakland A's playoff games from game two of the AL wildcard series in 2020. What a weird playoff season. Loved it, though. It was actually kind of cool to you know, cover a post game from zoom against the white Sox, yeah. and Mark Kotze will join the program with Ken Korak. And yeah, like, like we said, Townie will be back for regular scheduled programming. And also you have to come celebrate the 50th anniversary of hip hop with a fireworks show featuring a mix of the best hits from hip hop legends. After your A's take on the Chicago white Sox, head down to the field for this one of a kind hip hop, fireworks experience presented by Lagunitas Brewing Company. Tickets start at just $10 and are available at athletics.com slash fireworks. We're going to say goodbye for now. A's fall 10 to 4 to the Yankees. Also lose the series in front of 14,718 fans for Chris Townsend, Cody Elias, Jessica Kleinschmidt here. Thank you to Robert Costa and Renee Ramirez for your help behind the scenes and we'll see you at the ballpark. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.